0: Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, and saw it through without exemption. (laughs) I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway, and more, much, much more. I did it my way. Thank Cameron, you, thank, thank you. you very much, Appreciate man. It.
1: You can't go wrong with Frank. No,
0: no, little Frank is great. No, you can't Frank go. D, I, I actually think
1: I have all of his tracks, man, in different CD for all you younger guys. All yeah. CDs. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any of them that are streaming or whatever. No I way. I purchased. I even have vinyl from. Vinyls. Frank, I, man.
0: Like the, I like I like old vinyls. Yeah. Old records, yeah. I like the A little player.
1: cracking and just like, no oh, man.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Thank the construction you. life, Thank you man. For having me. It's
1: a pleasure. Oh, dude, it's it's great to finally meet. Yes. We got yes. a lot to talk about. We do. Uh, we, we do. got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's <laughs> There's good. always so much to talk about <laughs> yeah. when it comes to construction. <laughs> and actually actually when you're walking through the hallway coming into the studio, I'm excited about what's coming up. I, I I'm gonna start slowly start interviewing tradespeople from all over the world and get
0: insight. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Like we have such uh, But just construction in general is amazing. So many different people, so many different views. Uh, So to see it from other places, I think would be fantastic. You know there's going to be a
1: common thread, right? You're almost going to be speaking to these people from different countries, almost yeah. different languages, broken oh, yeah. English or whatever, and they're going to have the same problems as, and they're going to oh, have- Oh, for sure. And we might for give sure. them solutions, they'll give us solutions yeah. and- Definitely. Tell us how half backwards that we're building. And yeah, pretty much, <laughs> especially
0: here, the Europeans, like I'd love, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to hearing more in Europe yeah. and how they do it Yeah, I think it's I want to totally do like, that. it's amazing what they're doing there, So I'm right? looking
1: forward to that. So so welcome to the show. Thank you. Custom Development Group. Yes, all right, how long have you been around?
0: Seven years. Seven years. Custom development for two. I've been in the industry for seven now. Um, I branched off mid 2020, I'd say. So You're young, man. How young are you? What, uh, 30 in February. You're young. Yeah, yeah. Youngish. young-ish. You're youngish, <laughs> man. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> website
1: is customdevelopmentgroup.ca and yes. it's cam at customdevelopmentgroup.com. Yeah. For the email?
0: Yeah. It's just the way uh, uh, how the it worked I out. It. Yeah, the way yeah. it worked on out. On IG, it's customdevelopmentgroup. Same thing. And that's and it.
1: So before we get started, I want to just do a shout out to the boys at Techno Metal Post. I'm wearing their tea. I'm enjoying their tea. So anybody yeah. wants to send me a tea, send me an extra large. Don't send me a medium. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to be the Christine Aguilera with a little bit of stummy <laughs> showing. You know, I, mean, I don't want to deal with that. And then a shout out to Rob there from Galaxy Plumbing and some big things are happening on the show where I'm planning some round tables coming up. Oh,
0: fantastic. And we're going
1: to have some uh, pretty experienced tradespeople on the show of the same trade yeah. discussing that trade amazing with a lot of interesting questions that i'll come up with and we'll have a lot of fun so uh just shout us to this but uh let's get started cam like where it's do you want to begin man you're 30 years old where was the first uh swinging the hammer kind of thing
0: you know what i've been swinging for a long time so i have my uncle my dad they started in the i'd say the late 80s early 90s they had a uh, pyramid drywall so they did all commercial drywall framing company um learn fast and hard they yeah they learn fast and hard and i think that was what was the problem it was too quick too (laughs) fast too much they grew very very fast uh and then just ultimately ended up uh, splitting up after so uh, my uncle went on to he was a taper by trade went on to do some more taping and smaller projects and then my dad actually went to manage home depots for eight years really yeah uh no sorry longer 15 in 08 is when he left he picked up renovations again wow and that's when i started with him actually so i've been for a long time been doing this so it's, lots of
1: orange aprons at home
0: lots of orange aprons i've been even people at home depot have seen me in the back when they used to have those days where you could go in build little toolboxes do little things like i've had a bunch of stuff so i've, I've always loved working with my hands in any type of capacity so
1: i'm just curious which is your favorite home depot to go to oh it's sticky because hey, i i don't, they're all different
0: they're all they're all a little different they're all a little different depends on who's
1: running the show yeah, there exactly. but they're all slightly a little different exactly so i'm wondering where the good ones the great ones are
0: uh, you know what? I'm like I like one over here at Dundas Winston Churchill. That's a good one. That's a good. One. Land. That's a good you yeah, know, what? it's clean. One. It's it, you can find what you need. Uh, the associates are usually around, and, and you can get what you need. So
1: you get to the Queensway one, the North Shore one, and all of a sudden oh. everybody parks in the loading area. Exactly. I don't think they realize there's a parking lot.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> and you know, like contract GCs trade, and everyone just pulls up right in front. I get it because we need to load, right? That's it. So then that's they'll fine, bump into
1: friends, and they'll be talking, and all of a sudden exactly. it's like, man, are you loading? Are you I know, parking? I know. What's I know. got 30
0: sheets in my truck. Like I need to do something here, right? yeah insane. i know i know so two
1: years no seven years ago but seven two years, years on your own industry,
0: two years on my own so i wanted to i mean my uncle my dad everybody in the family they're happy where they are they're happy with what they're doing yeah um and i wanted to take it and grow and build the business be a true development company
1: so 28 years theory. old going on your own how did that feel
0: um well covid had just kind of started yeah so it was a little I, bit and i'm terrifying. respectful for a lot of you guys that yeah. made a big step yeah at the beginning of covid yeah Yeah, well, so what I initially decided, COVID wasn't really on my mind because it wasn't there yet, um, you know, late 2019. Um, So 2020, when I did start branching off for only like substantial renovations, multi-room additions, new builds, things like that, uh, my fiance and I just bought a house. So now I was having a new business. Well, you just kept on adding more and more, man. So it just kept going and going and going. And uh, we decided to renovate our house. You know, it started with a bathroom reno, turned into bathroom kitchen, turned into the whole thing. Um, so it was a little nerve-wracking. It was a little scary, I for doubt. sure. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. And then trying to figure out what am I going to do, what's essential, what's not essential. And so it was a lot. It was a lot to manage. But you know what? The past couple of years have been very good to me. My clients have been very good. I can't complain at all. So trying to keep that rolling. So you just
1: focused on the business,
0: focused on communicating with the clients. Exactly. Focused on, uh, it's been word of mouth so far for projects of that size. Just really, you know, maintaining the relationships with those clients, making sure I kept them happy, getting the jobs done i mean i did a, a medical facility because uh, again through COVID, at least i knew they couldn't shut me down of and course as long as we could continue working through there and i had a few exterior projects that i was doing a pool house that i built so you know trying to stay out shifting
1: and, all kinds of gears man like how do you do that how do trying. you i can't
0: do that as quickly as most guys man um you know what? Like, I like to submerge myself in different types of projects. I like to learn new things and different things. Like the medical facility, it, it was a lot. It was different to, to do. It was a 24-hour surveillance. Uh, sorry, it was 24-hour run uh, for people with uh, mental disabilities, mainly oh, okay. schizophrenia. All right. Um, so we had to do five-phase project. And that was very interesting because each phase we had to, you know, help the the people that were in there and and see what their needs were. And, I mean, they're living there full time. So So you're
1: just doing sections at a time? We were doing
0: sections at a time, yeah. So first it was a few washrooms we were renovating for them. And then it was taking apart, you know, like a whole left side of the building and revamping their bedroom spaces and giving them kind of more space. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so that was actually a very cool project to be a part of. So that's not messing around, man. Like it's all. No, it wasn't. And you know what? I just submerged myself fully in it. I said, I'm here. I'm here for you guys, and let's uh, let's do what we can for you. So, so are
1: you, have you built
0: like the business uh, strictly as trades or sub trades or trades? So, right now, it's myself. Everyone asks how. What's your team? And it's it's me. And you know, You're what? not like, stressed, man. Like you don't, yeah, like, constantly. Wow. But you know why You just you try to go through. It. I, I I can't say like with my uncle and and with uh, with my dad. Like whenever I, I need people around, they obviously help me, and they they they've been mentors for me, obviously, and it's still I can ask them always ask them questions and always. But uh, I wanted to branch off and do these things on my own to to show that I could do it even to myself for anybody else. And
1: do they teach you old school way of teaching or are they kind of a little um, bit of consciousness for the new school way of teaching? A
0: little bit of both, okay. I would say. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. They respect the new school, but, you know, which what's worked for so long like let's keep it working let's keep it, it going broke. yeah yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it but they've yeah. always respected me and at least you know what let me especially in my early years try the new ways if it fails at least you know why uh right so i've always respected that from them and they've always respected that out of me so it's it's been a good working relationship because i know sometimes family can be difficult to
1: work with. yeah that's right. like a double edge i never throughout yeah. my whole life i, I my brothers are always asking me to build things and tinker around yeah. and my sisters as well and I just, uh, I don't like working for them. It's yeah. just they don't get it. They I think they watch just too much of the four-letter word, and yeah. they just think that that's reality, and it's not. exactly. So then you're trying to, I'm the professional here. I'll tell you exactly how it should be done. Yeah. Le- leave me alone. But I guess with family and your dad and uncle with so much experience,
0: yeah, like they I, put you in your
1: place kind of thing.
0: They, yeah, in times they do, but you know what? In, in other times when the new school and has worked, then it's like, oh okay like you know there is new because i mean social media and instagram and everything like we i'm always researching if there's something new if i don't know i'll do the research and learn about it and uh, you know they were too but now it's just what works works so keep. keep have you been to ibs or or i guess construct canada any of the shows and this is all pre-covid i guess no no nothing yet you know for that i so when i first started working there's about four years five years before i uh, branched out and i wanted to learn as much as i possibly could about all the trades because you know being a young guy and coming in smart i I couldn't tell somebody smart you know the plumbers what they're doing or somebody else or you know and questioning them or and i need to know if i was getting cut short or exactly it's like it's projects that come to me i fully take them on if it's you know your home it's now my home these are my projects these are my problems let me do it. Let me handle it. So I need to have tradespeople that one I can trust and that I can work with. So that was very important to me to learn all the different trades. Well, as much as I could, anyways. Obviously not licensed, and you
1: know. No, but still, right. I mean, it's good to get a grasp of all of that yeah, stuff, right? For sure. So
0: then you get a better idea of what what.
1: Then at least you can
0: communicate. Yeah, it makes communication a lot easier, right? Like, hey, why didn't you do something this way or that way? And it's like, listen, if it's wrong, explain it to me why I'm wrong. But if it does work out, then, you know what, walk me through why you didn't. So at least I I know why when I can go back to a client, exactly what's going on at all times.
1: I used to do that in the beginning. And when you meet the new trades and you want to work with them, first you meet a new trade, you get along. Yeah. Because you're just like person to person, you get along. But then now you start talking about your craft, your profession. And, and then you ask them, just the way you've just said right now, why do you do it this way? And then you start questioning it. And it's not that you're insulting them. You're just
0: questioning why you decided to go that way. Yeah, like I would never insult somebody. Listen, everybody in the industry works hard. Like it's not yeah. to be insulted. And one, it's just for me for learning. So if I thought it was one way and, you know, it's not that I'm getting another way. There's you know, tile setters. Everyone has their own little things and why they like it. So when I was learning different tile setters, different people, I'd ask why you do it this way, why you do it this way. And then I kind of just... Came up with everything and found ways that I like to do. You made it. it your way, made it my own, and yeah.
1: it's true. It's it, it totally. And I, I guess I want to ask you: You're relatively young in the industry, but so then, then this industry is driven by the young. Like as as much as like we have the old school guys out there, and you got me and this age group, and then that age group that's yeah. on its way out. You guys are leading the pack. You guys are coming in and changing the industry, and you're literally changing the face of the industry. What's the overall vibe that you see when you when you kind of look at that?
0: Um. I find it's a little bit of a mix with guys of my generation. Uh, I got guys that they love it. They're like me, they're hitting the ground running. They want to put the best foot forward. And then I see a little bit of the other side too, where uh, they don't, they don't really care. And there's kind of a lack of respect across, you know, dealing with the other tradespeople. people. And uh, so I'm, I'm finding that a little bit hard. So I guess it'd be a little bit more picky and choosy with who, who I'm working with. Um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, like, when you're looking, I guess it's like as a job for yourself, and I do this as well too, you kind of meet a client and, and you've got like your red flag, I guess, trigger words or trigger actions. But then we also have the same thing for the tradespeople, people. Yeah. And there's trigger words and trigger actions. And it's just like, you know, I've had guys come up to my face and just say listen man i've been doing this for 25 years i've never done it that way there's no reason to do it that way and i just look at him i go well we're not going to get along yeah and i'd leave it at that there's no reason to go forward at that point yeah. if you're set in your ways great it's wonderful keep on doing that yeah. but you're not going to be a part of what i'm
0: trying to build exactly exactly right Which, and i think that's why I'm working with my my family and they've they've allowed that they've allowed to adapt right so and the older trades that i do deal with we have a good dialogue uh, you know not old people right like we have a good dialogue uh, throughout again why are you doing it this way why are we doing it that way Um, a little bit of experience a little bit of new school so that's good I've tried being just myself I rely heavily on all my trades of any age so I need to have open dialogue with them all the time and because we need to trust each other respect each other if if I can't be there for a little bit you know I need to know I can leave guys Um, so I think just in any age I'm finding it's just, you need to just respect it, guys. I mean, I know you say it all the time on the show, respect the yeah. next trade, respect the yeah. trades. And I've, and I've taken that and I've really tried working with that, especially as I'm growing, because you do, right? If there's multiple trades in a house or, or something like that, commercial space, you need to, you need to respect it. So, I,
1: I, there's not a single person that can do the entire job. No, I did like, this is not Noah's Ark. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, and I'm sure you he had help from the animals too, right? So it's just, yeah. you, you need help. You need the team. You need construction. You yeah. need other tradespeople. And I'm always impressed with the level of skill that comes from every trade. So you might think it's just drywall. You might think it's just framing. You might think it's all this stuff, but there is a difference between a person that is at that specific trade and they've perfected it and you're respectful of that. Yeah. Right. So it just, it's kind of funny that I always looked at the older generation, like you can see the weatheredness in them and they've lasted this long in this industry. And I'm talking like no different than you getting started in your teens. And most people in this industry, they started in their teens and now they're in their sixties and older. And all of a sudden you can see that weatherness in their face. And I'm trying to figure out, are we going to see that same weatherness in this younger generation are they going to make it for the long haul?
0: If you manage yourself properly, I think so. I agree. If, if, you, don't, if you don't extend yourself too far, like, hey, listen, I'd love to say me on my own, I could do 10, 12 jobs at a time. I know I can't, right? I can do two major ones at a time, uh, maybe three, and then I can get help uh, project managing, site supervising. But if you manage yourself properly, I think like anything else, you can you, and, and taking care of yourself, then you can, you can go for the long run for sure. Let me for ask sure. you, Cam, have you
1: sat down and thought about your construction path. Like you, you finally decided to go on your own. You're on your own. You're getting the jobs. You made it through COVID, right? Which is great. And now have you started to think about, okay, so what's the next five? What's the next 10? Yep. What's sure. the exit? When am I going to get off the
0: tools? Like, have you thought about all those things? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you have to in order to grow, right? So yeah. there's a period of where, yeah, when I'm in jobs, I'm, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. But in the interim, and you have to always have that plan, right, to grow. Like, I know for myself, uh, coming up in the new year, I want to start purchasing properties and, nice. and renovating properties, bought renovated design everything through custom development um, and then selling them off that way ultimately i do call myself custom development it's all completely custom but i do want to get into larger developments uh, you know smaller subdivisions and things of that nature so that's a whole other world that's eh? a completely different world that's but not, uh, uh, like a big paper world it it is it is it is um you know what i love the large luxury uh, in the custom as well so buying out bigger properties doing you know putting in these Bigger homes, seven thousand, ten thousand square foot homes. Uh, so I guess in the shorter term, three to five years, it's it's more buying properties, and that's and ambitious, man.
1: Honestly, it's very, very ambitious. <sighs> Figure aim
0: high, right? If you aim no, high no, and you true. get half the way, then at least it's still it's still it's closer a lot further than
1: where you were. No, I totally exactly, agree, man. So it's exactly. great. It's just I guess at that point you're probably thinking, who should I be keeping close to me to always reach out and ask a question. exactly right because exactly. we don't know everything there's no way that we know everything we never we will no we don't so we got to speak to the elders Definitely. but also in know in all respect got to speak to the youngins man i'm always impressed yeah. by the young generation coming in they've always got some interesting new ideas that actually are good ideas oh for sure for sure so it's valuable to do that i want to ask you is there a particular construction bone that's just sticking at you that's something that's just constantly being coming up and then you're like going okay this is enough enough construction needs to change this
0: um that's the more of like a frustration maybe it's uh on a few projects like i said i got a great team of people but always trying to find new trades i'm kind of getting frustrated with uh, oh we'll call or we'll show up at this time and we'll give you a price and it's three weeks four weeks still don't have the price reaching out every week hey do you mind like i know everybody's busy yeah. but you know what? just respect me enough to say hey cam can't do it if you can't do it great fine hopefully in the future we can work together i gotta go elsewhere for certain projects or certain portions so i think really right now that's about it um i mean through COVID, obviously everyone was hiding behind i think that excuse a lot a lot of the supply chain issues and things which i think are slowly starting to come back so that's agreed. that's okay yeah yeah (laughs) exactly
1: i mean right now material wise i guess it's still reasonable relatively speaking relatively reasonable i I mean diesel fuel is
0: a joke oh yeah i fill up my truck so i'm just looking at it like i was just doing a project in uh, muskoka and bracebridge and like just seeing just the gas just one trip there one trip back one trip you've seen so that needle move as if it's like attack yeah all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all like the time there's no reason I to be moving I that know. fast i know i know it's
1: painful man and then majority of people in construction are diesel man yeah like i know diesel based i i sh- probably should be doing diesel maybe but Nah. Still, oh yeah. I mean, you're driving
0: around a Ram, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: so I mean, like, it's just like it's still
0: expensive. It man. is. It's expensive. I try to not uh press my foot on the gas a little bit too hard. Just <laughs> let's just coast through. Let's just merge softly. So basically, <laughs> fuel prices are making us better drivers. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Maybe I think so. Energy yeah. efficient. Drivers. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. all the, it is. The kilometers per liter actually is going down, which I
1: guess is good. So. And then yeah. you got the guys who are going all electric, I guess, and some of the lightnings are showing up. And someone sent me a picture of a. Uh, a matchbox uh cyber truck really and i said that's interesting the, the matchbox showed up before the actual truck the tr- yeah <laughs> I, I guess I in know. time for the
0: holidays maybe maybe i don't know how i feel about the whole uh, electric pickup anyways yeah we'll see we'll see i don't know
1: if it's gonna work for canadian
0: winters i agree
1: i don't think it, it i don't know man i don't think it could handle a construction site in a canadian winter
0: yeah you know we deal with a ton of elements here right more so than some pulling places,
1: so. like tugging yeah. loading lifting then the cold and we're not even talking about the middle of this country which like gets bitterness yeah. in winnipeg and oh yeah all kinds of like it's just like minus 40 yeah. I I don't I guess there'd be a lot of phone calls going in uh the truck's not starting.
0: I'd hope not the guys five, six in the morning. I mean I'd hope their truck starts for them. That's but, for I mean sure. a, a diesel, just let the glow and just let <laughs> it warm up and that's exactly. it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> no, so so I mean I just I wanted to try to get a better idea of where you're headed and, and where are you getting all this knowledge from? Like where are you? Are you just basically going to your circle and just basically picking whatever you can? My circle.
0: Yeah, my That's circle. It. I'm, you know, I, like I said, reach out to to family, a lot of different knowledge, uh, just researching different things, uh, reach out to, I mean, yourself, even when I yeah. reached out to you and uh, uh, nickel contracting, I reached out to him, uh, Ty, Ty as great. well. Yeah. yeah, I reached out right away, re- Email me back, same thing, uh, Message me back, same thing if I ever want to reach out and just putting myself or trying to put myself in circles with, with gentlemen and with people that... Uh, that I see that I've I've seen what they've done and I want to either mimic what they do and take parts of what they do and and grow it from there. So, I mean, our industry for the most part, everybody that I've spoken to very receptive to that. Anytime you reach out to somebody, I totally pick your brain. Can I do this? Can I do that? Because they want to teach and they want to, to give it to I think the next generation or different people coming, out and myself included, even when there's younger people and, and guys that are coming up, like I'm more than happy with the knowledge that I have to, to reach out and to talk with people. I think
1: there's a small percentage of old school, I guess, trades that are upset at the teaching part of this industry. Cause there is a, t- I don't care who you get into construction, you're starting out brand new, you get into it and you've been in for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. At some point, you are going to eventually just be a teacher and you're going to share everything that you experienced. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see yourself at, get that at age when you're like 20 years from now and you've gone through the developments and subdivisions and you've done all this other stuff. I think you're going to embrace teaching. Yeah. There's people that aren't even, I mean, as, as I don't want to make you feel old or anything like that, but you start experiencing that when you start getting a little bit older. People that are not even born yet. Yeah. And they're going to be asking you questions about what you went through. And I think just naturally, evolution-wise, as a tradesperson, you become a teacher. Yeah. It's part of it.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. I think there's a way of doing it. I think like the old school, the very old school, like my grandfathers or to fathers and things, there was a different way that they were taught between their generations, where as like now my father's to us or even me to the next, more of like a more of a respect and less of like a yelling (laughs) or why are you doing it this way? Or why are you doing it that way? Because I don't think that really helps people, right? Like, I mean, uh, that's not a great way to learn. Hey, sometimes people just need like a good shake. Like what's going on? Like think about what you're doing. But um, I think it's just a little bit more calm and I've noticed you have to be a little more patient. Patience I think is key, especially in today's day and age of everything. Patience is definitely key.
1: I go back to when I see well-skilled tradespeople, it must be intimidating. For a younger person trying to get into the industry, seeing this, going, there's no way I could handle saw, handle hammer, handle anything the way they're handling it. But they got also remember they weren't like that. I mean, I remember my very first time as a kid. I was actually when I did my first mudding of anything, you're like you needed 60 grit to sand down what was done right <laughs> like this is brutal like yeah. what's the word feathering i don't yeah, even know what nothing, that means nothing. right it's like it was like globs almost like you're thinking this is you're spackling things yeah. at that point point. and i'm like that's not how it's done but then when you see a proper mutter and a taper and you see everybody
0: there's everybody gets there you do you just have to find the right teachers for yourself time and patience teaching time and patience i think yeah right? like especially mudding taping like that's you know what the guys that can do it they're amazing it's good it's
1: true i want to ask you tool brand i have no idea i can't even peg you tools
0: what color are we talking here now i've geared more towards the red than uh i you know what when i started it was why Why? Why red uh you know what i like that like with the different battery sizes they have a bunch of different tools a bunch of different tools that are good as you know gc when i started doing a lot of the work and i was doing a lot of work on my own I needed a lot of different tools for a lot of different things also, when I first started, it was the rigid brand because that's just what I could afford. Then the next one Listen, I went same did, boat, right? Camp, yeah, like same that's boat. the way it started. That's how I started. I still have some of the tools. Like I have the tools that I goes don't have on. any. I got yeah. rid <laughs> of all of Yeah, you know what? Like whatever works. We're old flashlights, whatever, in the attic. If I oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I, probably, I lied. <laughs> I have a vacuum. yeah the vacuum the vacuum is like bulletproof (laughs) it will never
1: die it has a two inch hose i love it It sucks everything i know i I know they're fantastic it's not hepa it doesn't
0: do the drum beat yeah and it still works through everything exactly
1: exactly. so i don't have a problem
0: with that vacuum from rigid yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you know what what i've been buying new has uh, has tend to be uh milwaukee but uh some dewalt stuff still in milwaukee and yeah that's about it (laughs) <laughs> but are you like me the when I s-
1: all all the trades there there are certain colors for certain trades
0: There's certain yeah there's certain for like, like every Plumber, I think I've ever dealt with, has always had Milwaukee. Every plumber, like that's it. But you know what? They have the tools that are geared to it. They have like that ABS, like the pipe cutting tool that works for it. They have, you know, so that's fine. Like I get it. They they cater to them. Exactly, right? So use the tools that helps your job be a little easier, right? These are hard enough, dirty enough, make it a little bit easier clean (laughs) it, right? So why not? Let's talk a little bit of history here. Um, The
1: first permanent structures made by non-natives in Canada were made in any idea
0: what year? no idea i wish i could like pretend.
1: 1605 16 permanent structures man nova scotia french artisans wow uh this prompted the first water mill to be built in uh river in 1607 so two years after that they're not politicians eh? that was fast <laughs> yeah. uh for 200 years nearly all structures used by the french in canada were entirely wood yeah because as so soon as they, they arrived right? yeah. trees yeah. knock exactly. them all down uh all the italian and portuguese didn't show up for concrete yet <laughs> no. Masonry was they're only they're used not. for <laughs> important <laughs> buildings so here you go now the yeah. italians and the portuguese showed yeah, up yeah. and the irish too yeah, uh, exactly. churches and military I mean, <laughs> <laughs> fortifications, fortifications, yeah, fortifications whatever uh the first public works in canada were a series of small locks at the rapids uh i can't even pronounce solange section of saint laurent river Right. which is a famous river here in Canada. Everybody who's not familiar with Canada, uh, built in 1779 by the British military engineers, wow. royal engineers. Uh, the first major public work was the Granville Canal on Ottawa River. I've actually been there. Um, it was built uh, by the British Royal Staff Corps, Corp uh, and as part of the alternative material, uh, military route from Montreal to Kingston. It took nearly 20 years to complete. So that was politician-driven. Definitely. 1819 and 1834, <laughs> A little bit of history, man. Cam, so what do we want to talk about? Is your fiance in construction or no? No, she's not. But she's got a perspective of construction? She does now, since we
0: renovated our home. Oh, so she's got a realistic perspective. She she does. She does. Okay. When we started, maybe not so much on the realistic side, but definitely going through it. She just uh, thought it,
1: it, it would happen... Faster?
0: A little bit faster, right? but, but, you know, I mean, I did it all on my own. Like, we bought the house uh, 10, 12 weeks, um, gutted the whole thing. Right? I can't my own. Okay, I've had help. Uh, my father obviously helped me a lot. My father-in-law, whoever could come in, just give me a hand. With fully stuff. gut the whole thing? Fully. fully. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a back split here just in Mississauga. And nice. so when we decided to just do our kitchen, we needed hardwood throughout. So I was like, okay, fine, fair. We'll do the hardwood throughout the main floor and change the trim and do the kitchen and everything. And But you can see the second floor because it's only five steps up yeah so i was like well i'm not going to stand in 2021 at the time and look at you know 1968 up there so i'm like let's just do it because you know what when i renovate for clients too and moving things from room to room and then trying to okay do the hardwood here and i move it over there and do that and whatnot i'm like i don't want to do this in my own house because i'm the one that has to move the stuff as well so figured let's just do it my uh in-laws were fantastic enough they let us move back in with them while we were renovating and that's it that's always fun yeah it was you know what it was good they were great they, they were over okay all the time yeah, yeah. they were great yeah.
1: how long did the whole project take
0: uh for us to move in about 10 weeks that's
1: pretty fast it
0: was it was quick i had everybody that i could call my plumber buddies electricians uh parents in-laws just everyone and i had them all paint because for me painting by the time i get to that stage you don't like it or you don't want it not that i don't like it it's just when i've been looking at the same walls for all that now to go and do you know Koda primer. And I, First coat, second coat, touch ups, trim. I'm just like I need to look at something else. That's normally when I'll I'm take over on, the tile on, I or gotta go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: What were some of the things like? I'm I'm assuming that you made the same mistakes that you probably see your clients make, and you're like, Jesus, I'm I'm the GC, and I'm making the same mistake that I keep telling clients not to make.
0: Um, a few. I think we were rushed. I mean, again, it was kind of like COVID. It was what can we get our hands on? When can we do it? Oh, it was so moving it was just supply in periods, so it was yeah. a little bit of supply chain stuff. Um, I think that's. It. I mean, we did take time. Like we actually thought of what we wanted. I mean, obviously, there was a budget there. It being our first home and everything too, so I had to work within the budget. But um, I think just taking a little bit more time throughout the throughout the process, just to to really hone it and really perfect it. Like I think certain things only got like eighty percent of my attention when I, you know, I like to give one hundred percent in in every aspect because I mean, let's face it, you're sitting there at the end of the day. Or watching TV, like, should have, you know, fixed that it up a little bit or like that ground molding a little bit over there, you know, stuff like that. So definitely in the future, just a little bit more time is going to be taken. If it's another week that it takes or whatever it's going to be, then that's what it'll be.
1: Was there a lot of prep? A lot of prep time?
0: Not so much. We it closed just in about closed 60 days. We need it to was, get in here, right? Yeah. yeah, we get in here. I think within the first, I finished up a project the first week we had possession. Um, then I started the second week just myself, a couple friends demoing it and and just get moving and then as we were going i had uh lauren i had to just start choosing what you want start choosing some finishes and uh, yeah. then
1: that became the challenge because not everybody had everything or getting yeah. everything exactly well that's time. why
0: i sent her some of the suppliers that i've tend to work with so i was like just go there they'll help you out um i think uh, a, not a, a mistake. Something that I let her do is choose the tile. So she came back with a nice big 24 by 48 inch large format. And I was, just like, <laughs> and I was already, you know, that was one of the last things I You're did back the project. back and knees are yeah. creaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Going up, uh, we have some cathedral ceiling. So going up 12 feet with, with the tiles there was a little bit much. And But, you know, you do it. And I look at it and we love it. It's our home. Did she show. get
1: full samples and try to get it into the car or bring it back? No, no, no. She sample.
0: brought me samples that were like four inches. I know. Four inch and you put cups on. That's exactly. But yeah, they're <laughs> coasters. Honestly, we have <laughs> must coasters now. And then I and then I look at the invoice and I see the size. And Twenty-four like by forty-eight <laughs> porcelain. You know what, though, best decision because the nice tall veins. It tall looks like ceilings. a slab. It, it looks, looks yeah. beautiful. So yeah. she did. In that day, I was kind of like head down, but you know what? When I go in there, we look at everything. It's and you did all the tiling yourself. Yeah, we. I did everything myself. Oh, again, wow. Other than I uh, have a good buddy who's a plumber and a cousin who's an electrician. And they came and they helped me do that stuff. But myself and, again, my father. My father-in-law helped me with the hardwood and things like that. So... It was a team effort. Everybody helped, for and sure. A, and now everybody's happy? Like, family came by? Everybody's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they love it. it. They love it, yeah. There's, there's no, uh, well, we should have did this, we should have done that. A no, little bit, no. maybe. A little tiny bit. Well, I get, but myself. I think it's just in me because, you, you know, like us, we're always looking in. Something yeah. you can do, something you can change, right? But, I mean, when you're just trying to do stuff, get it done, and it looks great. But, yeah, of course, if I was going to change something. It's interesting. It's there. always interesting to see a GC or a trade rental their own
1: place. Yeah. Definitely, Because they push it just a little bit and then you wonder, man, that's just insane. Why are you doing that? Yeah, right.
0: Well, yeah. you're doing it because I've got the skill and I could do it. Exactly. And maybe certain things like there's a lot of things that like, I'd like to do in clients homes, that you know, maybe necessarily whether it's budget or they just don't like it that, you know, then I'm like, OK, now this is my home. So now this is what we can kind of do. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that's what I liked about finally working on my own home and seeing it from. Uh, like the homeowner's perspective as well right in, in dealing with myself and how I am and in choosing because for me for somebody else it's easy to give Oh, okay this is my I, I kind of like how this works but when I got to look at it every day that's you know you take that extra second kind of thing so but then you take a photo
1: and you show it to a future client and then they ask you about it yeah and you start the conversation about numbers yeah then they say know, oh, that's not a bad idea maybe we do that yeah so you get you get I yeah, guess you paid it for it that's the, like, yeah, you happens. paid for it. Like
0: I did a concrete countertop and I poured one for, I created an ensuite suite for, for Lauren and, you know, and I show clients the concrete countertop and they love it. Right, And it's something I like to do because it was different. You build the form, you pour the concrete, uh you know have a vessel sink yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first time <laughs> second time i
1: always hear anybody i've spoken to that's yeah. ever done epoxy or concrete yeah that word leak comes up at some leak, point
0: really i haven't so don't you don't have it that well, i'm not trying mean. to leak. jinx it i'm just saying no. man no but it was just the top that's the thing it was oh, okay. no sink it was not had the vessel sink on top and, and then like the faucet okay. that comes out of the wall into so it now stuff, So now you're ready for the leak that's yeah what yeah yeah no no it's challenging it's challenging man at that point so no
1: i totally like that and I encourage tradespeople, they should be doing that. Yeah. Just test it out on your own place, man. So figure out the Definitely. the ups and downs, man, so that you can build something proper and then show it to a client. For sure. I think you should, for sure. That's you ever, I want to ask you, and I know it's not the the best topic to discuss, but have you ever had a bad client? Um, one. Just one? Just one. And then was it handled well, or do you look back on it and you think I could have handled it differently or could it went differently?
0: Um... I mean, we did everything that we had to do. And ultimately, they still held some money back for us. And, you know, it was a punch list. It was the end of the day. They had moved back in. Uh, we walked through it. We look at everything. And then, you know, people, they're going to come in. And listen. I honor everything. Work has to be 100%. You have to be happy with it. They found a couple of things they didn't like. Um, just a couple of grout spots had to be filled, a couple of nail pops, like uh, average stuff. And their hood vent because COVID wasn't in yet. So it couldn't be installed. They held back a substantial amount of money. Uh, everything got finished. Everything got fixed. Still decided to hold it back. So it was unfortunate, but at a certain time, it was. And am I going to put time and effort into this, or hey, that was a lesson learned? And you know what? Actually, it was funny because not funny, but it was. It had happened to me about a month before podcast. I remember you guys were talking about it, and it was money for extras. So always get the money for extras beforehand. So hey, I'm new. Listen, uh, you know, I've I'm made learning. that mistake where I left it at the end. And now you—it's a bunch of clowns coming out of a car. Exactly. And, and you yeah. And that's what that was. It was basically the money for the extras, and that we just didn't get by the end. So
1: it's a wicked game. I don't know if they do it on purpose or it's just kind of a an inconvenience at that point, where you get to the end, you've yeah. done all the hard labor, you've done the sweat sweat equity, and all of a sudden, oh, remember when we did that, and there was a charge for them. Oh, I don't remember having that, and then yeah.
0: there was yeah. no paper trail. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, it sucked, but then a uh, few days everything was fixed they were completely happy with it and then still nothing and throughout the whole project there was nothing that even hinted towards it right they loved everything it was a main floor reno we took out the wall a big support beam i you know a nice big island and like they loved it they loved everything so it kind of caught me off guard too because there was like a respect there there was we were you know just vibing well the whole project was going very smooth until just right at the end and uh, so, yeah, like I said, lesson learned. I just It is. It's a very valuable lesson. And I, and I don't
1: want to discourage anybody that's getting into the industry or is in the industry and they haven't and they've knocked on wood or what yeah. have you. It's going to happen, man.
0: I think it happens in every industry. happens everywhere. Yes. Like, I just find it happens to us a little bit more for some reason. Like you're not going to go to the grocery store and like hassle the cashier of well why are these bananas so expensive or, or something like that yeah. right so it's like you know you know the price you know what's happening um you know if but it's custom minute, it's, it's that word custom it is it is that's the problem is that
1: they they either use it for them or against them yeah where it's like you sell yourself that you can create custom work yeah and how do you put a dollar value to custom work so yeah. you finally figure out what it costs based on your business based on the skills based on the material okay. and this is what it costs but then they look at it and they go, "Well, it's custom, so it shouldn't really cost that. We think it should cost it's, this." Yeah, but and you, their
0: number's lower than your number. Always, almost always, it's lower. Yeah. But and custom is timing. Like when you're doing something custom, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not like it's purely timing of everything, and that's what costs, right? It's it's in the fine details when you go with something completely custom. Which is what I like to do and is what I like to give is something that's completely custom in those fine details and you see everything and done right, not, not you know, done halfway. So. It's funny because I've done, I'm like you talk about
1: 10, 12 weeks, but my own place, yeah, it's more like 10 to 12 years. It's yeah, like I, I got to do one little detail at a time and I got to work my way from yeah. the top down and yeah. all this other stuff. But I had a couple of trade friends of mine come by and they stopped by and they're just they're rolling their heads. Right? They're like, the, How old is this now? And I'm like, About 10, 11 years. Yeah, yeah. I go, You're an idiot. Like, it's just like, Why do you go this far? And I was like, What? Do you not like it? Or it goes, Yeah, it's good, but you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. It takes like, like 10, 12 weeks. I should have said it was moving ready at 10 to 12 weeks. There was, so still, there was little things, still some right? dust film. Yeah, yeah floors are done trim paint yes. tiles that's bathrooms still, that's, done. that's pretty that close to done, yeah. you know it was okay install a barn door here closet door there like yes. do things like that uh, stuff like that but um you know what in retrospect like you were saying for yourself more time is better focus on just making yourself comfortable and then take your time on those little spaces because then i think ultimately you'll just enjoy it more too so the really but, scary thing is that when you
1: start doing and i go back to your own place right because yeah. i think that every tradesperson person should really be milking their skills yeah, for, for sure. themselves for sure. like we do it for our clients all the time but do it for yourself and enjoy it yeah right totally push the envelope and enjoy it the only problem is that sometimes you're working on ideas that have already come and gone through your head you're mm-hmm. like when you had that idea first yeah. and all of a sudden you start building and you're like man i'm kind of done with this idea i know i don't I even know. want to
0: finish the idea yeah exactly <laughs> puts us in an awkward position yeah it's like my big shiplap wall that i have yeah <laughs> like and it's right like my tv and it's shiplap right behind it and like when i had this idea i loved it right and like, now everybody has shiplap now it's all shit <laughs> like i love this like stuff like this right like i love that i love the wood the i'm sure in colors, a few years right? i might get tired i don't know oh yeah but who knows but you know what that's the best thing about what we can do is you know have some time take it down and kind of redo it maybe <laughs> budget sure but hey what are you gonna do yeah um
1: I, I'm trying to figure out, uh, where all your trades coming from? Are they all your age group, and they're all from this area, or are you finding them through IG?
0: Uh, it's a mixture. You know what? A lot of my trades that I found or that I was using was uh, through my – my dad my uncle guys like that because it's guys that they've built good relationships with Perfect. and you know they're still in the industry they saw me growing up with it you know they're they're well respected they they work well with us and then as uh, my age and because when i started a lot of guys weren't even really licensed in school so i was trying to use their companies and and building you know relationships with their bosses and stuff but now that a lot of guys are licensed it's just a it's a fine mix of guys that are my age and, and guys that are a little bit older And i think that works out well because you get best of both perspectives as well right so so i mean as for license, I'm not this menacing
1: or anything like that. Like I mean, everybody's got a driver's license and see how oh, well, yeah. all that works out. Yeah, yeah, fair Every enough. Every single day, right? So, yeah. And, and I've seen like people who don't have licenses and they do, do amazing work, and I've yeah. seen people who have licenses and they just are fed up with the industry oh, and, yeah. and just don't care. For sure. They're punching the clock. Yeah. For right. Sure. Which is fine. So it doesn't. It's. I think it's um, whatever you do that day. Yeah, you go in and your attitude and who you are and how you do the work. And if you care, you want to stay a little bit longer. If you want to make an effort to go around instead of this yeah. Or, yeah. or, you know, it's just I think it's
0: just that whatever you do that day. It is. It is. But, but from friends, like I can't have them doing a lot of uh, work because you, you want license. Like I want license. Plumbers. Yeah. licensed electrician. Right. For sure. Jobs like you need that stuff. Right. So. Well, the big three. Yeah. Electrical, electrical that's why I always had to be licensed. So yeah. I couldn't use a lot of the young guys until I knew they were licensed until I knew like they were taken care of as well uh right at the end of the day it's still my name and, and my business so i gotta make sure um and then a lot of guys are you know what from gta mississauga the oakville area i mean i am doing the project in bracebridge now i'm trying to build out uh, some clients out there a drive, man. it was a bit of a drive uh, we were staying there so it was a five month project okay um, so that's not that bad yeah it was uh, an addition we added on to a cottage a um, thousand square feet that uh, we did so i found a mixture of both i bring guys from the gta and i uh, tried to find some guys from up there so how are you handling you're doing all the sales yourself yeah I do pretty much everything
1: myself at the moment. Dude, man, like, it's, it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You're it's, not ready to let somebody else in and, and then kind of take the reins a little bit or uh, give you some more time? In,
0: in selling projects? Yeah, uh, no, I am. Um, just to the point where I need to make sure like the business can also handle that and let the business in and I can you know take care of somebody who's coming on. When I do a couple projects at a time, then I can have site supervisors. That's normally well bring in, you know, like I was saying, my father, stuff like that and help me out. Um, but, you know, I got to respect other people, too, is I don't like to just hire somebody part time or I don't like to do something part time. I want to make sh- make sure. I know I can take care of them in the long run too. We've all got lives. We've go all big, got trucks go and gas. Exactly. And, you know yeah. what I mean? So um, now I think within this year is when I'm going to start looking at being able to hire on and, and getting more teams coming on. So I won't have to do as much of as much of the legwork anyways.
1: I shared a tweet. I think it was earlier this week or could have been last week. It just tweets come to me whenever they come to me and yeah. then I share it, right? And uh, I, it, there was something that I saw and I, I paid attention to it because he was talking about how an entrepreneur is somebody that can actually build a business. And leave it alone and disappear from it, and it'll operate on its own. If you have to be there every single day, you're not an entrepreneur. You're self-employed. Now, there's yeah. a huge difference between the two, and I think a lot of people in construction they think they're entrepreneurs, but they're actually self-employed.
0: You're right, and it's, it was funny because I read it, I saw that, and that's how I explain the business to people. That's quick. Uh, right now, I, I was self-employed. I want to build a business ten years, fifteen years from now. When I don't want to do this anymore, the name is there. Whether it's me or family or somebody else doing it, the name can still be there. That's the goal. Uh, so it was odd that, that you had posted that yeah, and said that because that's how I'm doing it. We're all going through it. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Right. And you know what? That's great. If, just, if you want to be self-employed and you just want to work and, and you know, work throughout your career and when you're done, you're done, that's fantastic too, right? Like there's a ton of people who do that and you can still make a lot of money and you can still live a great life doing that too. It's just, I want to try. I don't think that you'll
1: stop working. No. I don't think you'll get to the point where if you get into this business and you love it and you get hooked in yeah. and you're passionate about it, I think your direction is just going to change. You're going to probably have fewer clients. You're going to have specific clients. If not, you're going to shift towards very close friends that you know, you'll want to build for or associates that you meet through your life and you'll build for them and they'll respect your skill. They'll respect what you build as a business. Yeah. That's where your direction is going to go.
0: I totally see that happening. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the goal. That's the plan of even now just advertising and. You know, substantial renovations, multi-room renos, additions, the newer builds, things like that. Because when I started, it was just washrooms, suites, small things that I could manage myself. No, right? I, sta- I started it's everywhere. powder room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I started, yeah. And wow. I and I was did all the work, and I was on all the tools. Yes. Right. And it's when I knew I wanted to build the business, I knew that I had to slowly get away from the tools a little bit because I couldn't be holding a four by eight sheet above my head and answering the cell phone because I need to order, you know, materials for the net. Like, so it was just a lot. I'm like, I either need to do some or the other, and and that's it. So. <laughs> You're going to get to the point where you finally get off the tools. You're not doing it anymore. You're running a business.
1: You're trying to make that business that someone else can take over for you. And then you're still the face of it or whatever. And you do that. And you're going to start doing work for yourself. And all of a sudden, you're going to make a stupid mistake that you can't believe that you just did. Right? And the first thing you're going to do is look over your shoulders. And you'll be like,
0: okay no phone was recording that yeah thank god nobody saw that <laughs> yeah. it never happened yeah man. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i know it's uh you know even now like if i'm not on tools a while and i try to go back to a little bit of rust you know there's a, a lot of lot rust, of rust yeah, man. yeah it's a little bit of rust that's okay <laughs> you know it's like dust off the old tool belt and i had it hanging <laughs> in the garage and i found like little mice living in it or i know something. i know like, all right time for a new one just fine, get the compressor and just shoot it and clean it up yeah yeah it's been a while yeah then you go to pick up a piece of wood and you're like, oh, that's why I'm not doing this anymore. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know. I was like demo. Like I loved to demo in the beginning. You loved to demo? In the beginning. I, I was, never loved to demo In man. the beginning, you know what? Because again, smaller washrooms, bringing it down, stuff like that. That was fine. It was a one-day thing. It was the
1: discoveries.
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: like having to find magic yes. in the walls. I know. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, like I said, the beginning, I liked it. Now... You won't catch me there. Not that you won't catch. I'm there. I'm there. Don't get me wrong. I like to help, but I just, I I can't. And it's not even that. It's like I get up off the couch after. And it's like, like I said, I'm only 29. Like I shouldn't be feeling that way yet, right? So I don't know if it's like, I blame it on wear and tear of sports throughout my whole life. But, you know, maybe now it's all catching up. Yeah. Yeah. I tell guys just stretch. Yeah. I try. Stretch is important. I Pay try. Attention. Women stretch.
1: Yeah. They know, know. what we're talking and you never really see them creaking, yeah. you know, it's and stuff true. like that. But I know. they stretch. They know how to stretch properly, right? So we should get like a yoga class in or something <laughs> soon. Just stretch out. should up, be construction it? yoga class? Construction on yoga? The site, that man. should be what we should that's do. A, yeah. Someone should do a, a construction yoga yeah.
0: videotape or something. Yeah, maybe. Videotape. <laughs> no, it's got to be a streaming, man. Nobody's going to know what a videotape yeah, is. You can make a videotape. I don't know if can watch it, eh? but
1: uh obc talk there's a lot here but i'll share some of it uh any idea on minimum area requirements of residential rooms what is the minimum requirement for a living room 13.5 meters square square, or more i was gonna say about 60 square feet i'm not converting this this is (laughs) metric to so uh and then uh combined with a kitchen and dining spaces you need to add a minimum of 3.2 to that Okay, so if you're doing, a, I guess, big room, no yeah. low-bearing walls and things like that. So dining rooms are a minimum of seven meters square feet. Okay. Square feet. Square seven, feet. Meters square. seven meters square. Seven um, And then kitchens, what do you think the minimum area is for a kitchen? Well, living room is tiny, so man. Like,
0: t- like, you think of little galley
1: ones? It's like 4.2 meters square. Wow. That's
0: tiny, man. That's small. I guess that's where all the high-rise stuff, man. That's the thing. Like, that's very broad, right? You go into townhomes or condos, things like that, then well these thing? would be residential. so
1: residential would not be high-rise then oh uh, yeah no would it no i don't think
0: so high-rise oh. is a different rule i don't know i think high-rise would be maybe a little bit different yeah uh
1: what do you think the uh the minimum requirement for a master bedroom is
0: Probably like five five meters square feet. it's, it's meters uh square. double
1: it's 9.8 really that's the minimum requirement i've been or 8.8 months. meters square if there's built-in cabinets provided uh, other bedrooms minimum is seven meters or six meters if there's built-in cabinets which are your okay. closets or yeah, what have you, you. Um, and then ceilings what is shall not be less than what
0: wow really mm. just based off your reaction <laughs> i should probably say like four feet this is like built for hobbits man i don't <laughs> See, get exactly. it. minimum required
1: for a ceiling like is six, six seven foot 11. Oh, yeah okay That's like a door height, man. It is. That's door height. Six foot eight. Wow. Except for, okay, there's exceptions under basement beams, ducts, and they don't factor all that stuff in. But uh, uh, kitchens, dining rooms, living rooms, and bedrooms where the ceiling must be at least seven foot six. These are short. Over over at least 50% of the required floor area must be at least seven foot six. So that would i don't know man i always had the analogy i don't know who taught me this but i mean minimum obc requirement is taking a full glass of water and putting it on the edge of the table yeah sure it meets most likely it might not tip yeah. over but if you put it in the center of the table it's never gonna no definitely of serious,
0: but it's minimums right like that's just, what it is and that's the problem when you try to go over and above then you know it also comes with certain costs in certain ways right and that's what a lot of other people again like back to the custom When it's custom, you go over and above, so you're not teetering that edge all the time. Like You want to do it so it lasts, so it's the longevity. This house is going to stand for 100 years, and it's still going to look exactly the same. Um, So those are, it's a great guideline, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a guideline. It's a good guideline to stick to, but I think we should all be trying to push for better, for sure. I
1: think that the government's come up with the OBC and these minimum required standards because I think that they want the majority of people building. And if you made it more, the majority of people wouldn't be able to build. Yeah. Because they can't afford it you at can't that point, exactly, and that's just the truth of it, right? So it, it works. Um, I was going to ask you something, I totally lost it, man. I totally. Ah, I hate that. Um, how are you selling their custom things to the clients? Because I know that I've always had the frustration where I care about what's behind the wall. Yeah, I I know that you don't see it. I know that it's not red knobs on a wolf stove. I know that it's not like all this custom trim. I, I know it. I get it. All this tile, marble, mosaics, yes. large slab, like proper HVAC runs, proper even like recirc lines for plumbing, like all these things that you don't see in the wall cavities.
0: How do you sell that to your clients? It's difficult. It's a challenging and it's an art. Yeah, it is. It's it's extremely challenging to do that. Right. I mean, I think it's it's more in the trust that I can build with them as well, because then they'll just, they'll trust me. Like a friend of mine said, you're so lucky you never have to have another job interview again. And I go, that's completely false. Uh, I go for Every like day, two or three a week, every yeah, day, exactly. Yeah. Whenever I go in. So I think if I build that trust with people, then I go and explain the importance of, you know, different systems in their home or why we do certain things, then they tend to think about it a little bit harder. And, and then what I'll do as well is I'll give them some research points on it too. So It's like, you know what, if you don't know a lot about it, I can't, exp- I don't know what they do on a daily basis, just like you don't know what I do. So, I'll give them a couple points on this is where you can start. You want to do a little bit more research. This is why we do it that way. So, this is why, you know, some things could be a little bit more than others, right? I always say compare apples to apples and you're getting For prices. Sure. And if I'm a little bit more, then but this is why, like this is kind of what I'm giving you. So, make sure that, uh, you know, what's behind the wall looks just as good as what's the finishes are. Do they
1: appreciate it? Like, do they,
0: some do. And some just it's, this is,
1: they just don't see the
0: value in it. Right. Some do. And some don't. And depending on what it is, right. Depending on what it
1: is. Well, it's really funny is that, I mean, uh, part of the segments that I've done on the shows before is like the most expensive part of a house is the foundation. Oh yeah. You're talking about concrete. Yeah. You're talking about a footing, you're talking about a concrete wall, you're talking about rebar, you're talking about hopefully it's straight, Yeah, hopefully exactly. the framer doesn't need a quick cut. Yeah. You're talking about that stuff, and this is all stuff that clients could care I'll less never about. See yeah.
0: But yeah. eliminate it and you got one of those houses you see where it just topples over, yeah. right? Like and you, then you got the, framing. the evening news, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's um, it in important things like that, obviously, then, then clients are they're okay with it, but it's maybe using one furnace over another, or, or, or just different things that, uh, that they don't see Uh, the value in it which all i can do is educate people as much as i can right give them options man give them options and that's what i do give them options i let them research a little bit on their own because you know if you're going through like a big rental, you should be doing a little bit of that yourself as well i always explain everything i always walk people through everything very transparent about everything um but you know what like you should also understand a little bit of what's going on don't 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 you love it when
1: you you're so nice to give them options (laughs) give them option a b c you know good better best yeah Yeah. and all of a sudden they're like listening to you but they're not saying a word and they've got this glazed look over their face and then they'll slide over their tablet that's got all the pinterest ideas Mm -hmm. all the house ideas yeah 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 they could care less what you just talked about i know know. (laughs) make your house perfectly and i mean like it's kind of ironic because now every client i speak to equal b and they want every single floor to within a degree. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about 10 degrees differences between floors, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I, and so I, I want to see it on my app. I want So it's
0: like, okay, so you do kind of care you, what's yeah. behind the wall. Yeah. You, yeah. To a point that's. Functions for them, right? On like yes. their, day, their day-to-day. to the healthy home. I mean, it all functions for them on their day-to-day, right? But, but uh, like the things that they can see or show off and look like the heated floors or look at you know, or being at restaurants saying, okay, we're going to go home soon. Let's, you know, turn the thermostat up yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's fine. That Those are the things that make your home you and make your home comfortable for you to be in. So you have to respect that as well, right? Um, so it, it is, it's tough when you go and you do that and then I'll, you know, they care about the feature walls and, and yep. things. But that's also very important to them too. So like I said, you just got to respect it all. So it's a balancing act. It is, it at is at that point. The patience for sure. Patience what, what are some of the
1: things that you actually try to make sure that this is a custom development? So this is my project. I got, I got a little fingerprint on this. What are the things that you like to actually put in the projects?
0: Um, That's a good question. To be honest, everything has been fairly unique. I don't really do too many things twice because okay. I try to talk to the owners and try to talk to clients and see what they want really and what they like I, the, the The custom for me is i can bring you different ideas i can bring you different feature walls i can bring you different things uh you know when shiplap was big that seemed to me mm. okay i did it for like <laughs> three or four people all within a in a subdivision right because yeah. again it was word of mouth i love this this was tv i did it for a fireplace we did it for a tv we've done it for a few different things um but just truly that's custom development Nothing, nothing. Nothing yet stands out. No, because you tackle yet. every project
1: and you figure, well, here I'm going to start but from it, scratch.
0: Exactly, we started from scratch, and the whole thing that I'd like to say about custom is it's completely custom to your liking. So yes. it's what you want, yes. right? It's not what I want. It's not me coming in here again. I give suggestions, but it's exactly what you want in things. But then we also fight that elephant in the room, where I think I have yet
1: to meet a client that doesn't bring this up: resale.
0: Oh, yeah here everything's about resale though right like it's always resale even if you don't plan on selling for like 10 years the first chantilly lace the whole
1: thing oh yeah yeah uh, i need to sell this one day yeah yeah exactly okay. and i'm like i hate chantilly lace mm-hmm. it's not that i
0: hate it i just wouldn't put it everywhere no and it's just like a very overused i guess let's say like cloud white was like five years ago everyone's <laughs> yeah. cloud white cabinetry CC40. cc40 yeah cc40 <laughs> like six kitchens in a row cc40 i'm like, i want the crown the cabinets
1: yeah all the the same i want the dog i want everybody yeah yeah. cc40 stand there with a
0: big paint gun (laughs) and just keep going at it right yeah
1: yeah which is great but i mean please man you're a paint company come up with other colors i know try to sell other colors but you know
0: what? it's a lot of social media now too and what's popular right so when you go in like there was a span where i i did five washrooms and it all had like that Carrera marble tile so i took photos of all these washrooms to post website and things like that and i'm like you can't tell the difference from project one to project five. All I go, they same, all look man. exactly the same other than the sizes of the walls or whatnot. But it was all exactly the same. But it's what a client wants. And you know what? I try Easiest to give them a different resale. option. It, it's going to sell. It's clean. That's what it is. They want to sell. I try to give a little bit of both. I'll give them some guidance on, you know, I'm still a believer of one bathtub in the house kids pets whatever minimum. it might be minimum minimum one one doesn't matter where it is basement sure. whatever at least one bathtub one. right yes. keep it in there for that a lot of people now they seem to not care about it so on a resale standpoint i think that's important um you know that's kind of one thing that I'll. heated floors are a must nowadays heated right? floors are a must it's so. funny when i got
1: started that was like the ultimate luxury I oh know. yeah i know uh, I what's know. it gonna cost well yeah sell your car and then we can probably <laughs> yeah. make it happen yeah
0: exactly no it's reasonable now It is. And, you know, I think Schluter had made it a little bit more reasonable, too, because, I mean, a lot of us are using the, uh, like, the DITRA anyways for the floor. So now just going DITRA heat, it's really the cost of the cable, right? Cost of the cable, the thermostat, and in the grand scheme of of a reno or something now, it's not not what it used to be anyways. You know, it's the one
1: thing that hasn't really, and I think Europe, and I'm looking forward to speaking to, uh, in Belgium there when we do the Zoom call, um, towel warmers. Alba warmers, yeah. They're
0: all ugly. But the it's European ones... Pipes everywhere. I, I, they look like... Um, <laughs> they're grates, right? It's just like grates yeah. every few inches. But, but and they're it's not
1: attractive looking. Like no. I don't get why someone hasn't figured out a, a way to make it look cool. Yeah
0: i don't know what it is you know what i don't know but like you know what how about barbershops barbershops have it like where they do like the steam towel they'll put their steam towel on your why don't we just do something like that you build it in nicely i love that right fantastic it's nice it's a warm towel you're gonna have after your shower right like i mean if you put the towel at the top then i guess the rest of the pipes will warm it what about if it's the towel on the bottom rack then nothing's getting warm at that point you bring up a barbershop this is funny (laughs) there was a, a job that i was
1: pitching and, uh, and a lot of ladies, when you start doing that master suite and you want to have his, hers, the ladies will always talk to you about, I need a makeup stand, I yeah. need a makeup table, I need a makeup section, something, right? And I was having this conversation with them and all of a sudden the wheels were spinning and I just started saying, well, listen, if you want, I can actually put a barber's chair right here. Wow, that's cool and he was loving it yeah. she was hating it. really and i started picturing this bathroom with a barber's chair in it and then everywhere i was going i was traveling quite a bit that year i was like seeing barber's chairs everywhere and yeah, i was like on. i got up and i have yet to do it yeah i have yet to do it but i'd love to put a barber's chair because it swings all the way around it does it's the perfect height for a makeup area yeah um I think it's a cool
0: idea. It even reclines when you need it to, right? Exactly. Has a still a headrest? I don't know what the argument was, I really. Well, he loved it. <laughs> yeah. She hated fair it. Enough, fair and enough, I, And then I started
1: thinking, yeah, so if he wants a clean shave and she knows how to use a straight razor, yeah. it, it, the marriage has got to be... icy. I was going right? to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dicey. <laughs> Otherwise, it just becomes a whole horror movie <laughs> yeah. at that point, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I think a barber's chair in a master suite makes a lot of sense that's just me yeah that's what i'm thinking about
0: if there's a room i tend to be a little bit no it's got to be a large enough master yeah it can't be a minimum code or whatever no no exactly but i mean you
1: just start thinking about those ideas because yeah sure ladies like to have these makeup areas they like to have individual uh then the water closets the other thing yeah and now the big thing i'm seeing is that a lot of women prefer doorless showers yes which i I agree it's curbless yeah and i the curbless is a must in every shower yeah. i don't care you figure out how to reframe everything get it done yeah. that's it all it is agreed but i think that doorless showers should be a must yeah I,
0: I didn't put one in my house when we did it and it was just standard it was five are feet, you cold because so i
1: don't have one like that but no you, no, no. It's no. Not Here cold. we have
0: a rain head that kind of the, an arm that comes out so we have the rain head and you know i'm not cold you And, get and get there's no
1: the, cold air coming from the the rest of the room not really
0: not really it's not like a massive washroom by any means it's probably like 70 square feet, just a main washroom that we have. Uh, so no, not really, not cold. Uh, the fans going, that's still fine. Sometimes get a little bit of mist, but we have a bath mat down, no, and so that's like nothing. that's fine. No, that's it's nothing. nothing. So, I mean, door, I've been installed a few that way. I'm like, why do you need the door, especially if they're bigger too? Like, you don't need the door, right? So, you don't no. shower door companies want to sell you a door, yeah, for sure. When more you glass, don't need straight, it, right? More square footage. I mean, yeah. I, I started
1: thinking, yes, great. Then you just tell the client. Uh, you'll actually save money by not putting a door Yeah, Yeah, when it's just one piece. Why yeah. One piece of pla- uh, glass and yeah. just put it here and that's it, done. Agreed. If it's in an alcove or a corner or whatever, yeah. it's just two pieces of glass. Agreed. No door and you walk right in. Yeah. You just got to figure out, you got to figure out exactly where the heads are going to be.
0: Yes. because of that overspray exactly and, and, so that's what it what we mapped it out like we knew yeah, that's what we were great. doing so i always knew the only thing i would have liked to have done is move like the mixing valves over to a point where we could reach it as opposed to like that whole one arm i've always thing. done that in one trick yeah. that a
1: client of mine taught me and i was really respectful of it i was like this is great i was using i was a huge fan of uh, i still am of kohler's dtv system oh yeah so he had me put one by the vanity and one inside the shower. Oh, wow. So you don't even have to put your hand inside the shower to turn it on. You turn it on at the sink when you start brushing your teeth or you're shaving outside, you start running the water, then you go into the shower and really it's all right. And I was like, and all it was is just one more DTV console, yeah. which is, I think, retail price 150 or 160 yeah. bucks, and the cable. Not the Cat3 cable. They still yeah, use Cat3 Cat 3 3. cable, <laughs> which is phone wire. Phone wire, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you just run that. Really? And because the actual DTV manifold has two ports for two lines. So they've designed it so you could put two modules. That's very smart. And I think, and I've always done that. In the last three, I did that. I was like, no, this is smart. I need yeah, to yeah. put one here. So you turn it on here. You never have to worry about your hand and getting all wet okay. with cold water yeah. for it, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And then because, uh, so is there temperature controls on there already? Yeah. So temperature's all yeah. set and everything. You can hey, preset yeah. it. That's fantastic. So you can do it for three people. A genius. I love so it. So I'm like,
1: this is great. And then you could just hit it. And it, it, so you could put three heads on it, temperature preset
0: brilliant man i love it yeah that is brilliant. That's the, brilliant. the next
1: one so I, I just i really want people to uh design a better towel warmer yeah I, I mean heated floors are a must yeah and then mine i think personally is heated toilet seats man
0: heated to- yeah
1: i think every client should just be requesting it just eat it take the cost Fair i much. don't care that it costs a thousand dollars yeah you could buy a cheapy one if you want from amazon i don't recommend it get a proper yeah. one but i think heated toilet seats man yeah
0: yeah you know what hey listen early in the morning and especially with the weather coming up winter was what day last week i wasn't you will spend
1: hours and hours on that toilet yeah it's just like it's
0: everybody will be warm if your feet are warm why why wouldn't (laughs) right you're like why why? it's just it makes sense Uh, to me it makes sense (laughs) man no i agree i like that i like that
1: so i like i'm trying to think what i mean custom um closet i mean I, i don't like prefab yeah. I'm not knocking IKEA or no. anything, but I just I think that when it comes to a closet, you should like you said at the beginning of the show, it's the customer you're building for. It's yeah. Exactly. Find out which bedroom it is, find out if it's for a, a kid, a child, or find out if it's for the master and find out, okay, so you know, how many tall dre- like long dresses, coats
0: yeah. Short jackets, shirts, whatever, and start building that closet for yeah. the people that live that's there. It. It's for the person. Like making your home should be the most comfortable place that you're going to be. Yes. I think spend a lot of time there, work and home, right? Like, So, why wouldn't we go that extra mile and, and really just meet people and, and go into their day to day lives and see what they truly need? So, that's what I like. That's the custom. That's everything else. But What are some of the trends that you're seeing, Ken? The trends. These days. I mean, outside of I,
1: I, I trust me, I've seen that tile yeah
0: it's everywhere you know what i mean and when but, you don't see the natural version of you see the porcelain
1: version The of porcelain it. yeah
0: yeah and it was a lot of the porcelain version right like that's what it is uh you know a lot of that it's a lot of light floors white walls uh natural wood islands things like that because uh, before it was like the blue islands doing blue everywhere right like, like <laughs> this looks great for now <laughs> right but what's that going to be whereas i'm finding just a lot more natural tones i think but i'm a fan of like the natural tones a little bit of that concrete look with the natural woods right like a I i totally dig industrial that. modern yeah. industrial type of look. I like yeah that. yeah so i think um a lot of the work that i have a lot of things that i've shown people are kind of just coming to me with that because that's what they see that i do and they like it think i do it well right so uh, as far as the trends that's what i I've, I've been coming across for now
1: i was having a conversation about an all-white like tassels yeah. beautiful sparkly stone for anybody that yeah. doesn't know what tassels or anything like that it's not the avengers <laughs> um and so and then it was all gonna be black fixtures every that's the whole nice. trend the last five years or whatever yeah. and Finally, Schluter paid attention, and now they have black features have, as well. They do the drains yeah, and stuff like that. And um, but then I, I I started saying, I don't know, and I get the ceiling, I get this feeling that black fixtures are on their way out. You think? I don't. I'm I'm getting a sense. I'm yeah. just like a spidey, tingly kind of sense yeah. that they're kind of. And so the client, I, I mentioned that passing, and the client said, Well, what else are you looking? At? Sure enough, they go through the selects and they're looking at the, the catalog, and they point right to rose gold. And I was yeah. like, Really? All right, so we went from a Toyota <laughs> and now we've gone to a Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Rose, I mean rose gold it's is beautiful. Beautiful. Listen, yeah, it's And it's timeless. Fantastic. And it's it's it won't look gaudy. No. No. Um and it'll will, it'll will last. It it, will, it's tastefully done. Like it's yes, it's a tasteful but it's ridiculously expensive. It is. And it now is. you're talking faucets, toilet lever to oh, match, yeah. I know. shower how many heads? Yeah. The tub, Roman bath—it's like the most expensive finish. I know,
0: always, always. but it's beautiful. It's—it is. It's gorgeous. I mean, I, I really like. I, we tried in our own place, and I was like, hey, "Listen, come on, <laughs> come on, let's don't don't." Let's Did not you bring one into the, the house just to here. kind of see what it was going? Oh, oh be. no, because if I brought it in, it's staying, It's staying, right? So <laughs> the best part was, let's just go to the showrooms and not bring it in, right? So I know you're right. Like, <laughs> but it'll match rules, my ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, that's the most expensive Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, it is. That's nice. It's, I like
1: because it, it. I'm always trying to pay attention to what's going on, and I know that. Listen, majority of the work that I do and I've done before yeah polished chrome yeah it, polished. and that's, it works right standard, and if right? it's not polished it's brush you'll, yeah. you'll get a brush nickel or brush stainless yeah. or something like that which is great as well too yeah but i mean it's like black is nice but for some weird reason i think black is on its way out
0: i'm not trying
1: to make yeah. it on its way out
0: whatever's black stands out even on, even on trim right black door handle the yes. hinges are going to be black if that yes. door's open everything's white now all you're seeing is hinges now should you want to see the hinges if it's just those standard you know if you're a trim guy around. you want to see
1: all the hinges if you're
0: a trim guy you are and there's some really nice ones big whatever like you can get to a bunch of different styles but if it's just your standard one do you want to see that so i think black it's very in your face whereas yes. like where the rose gold it's subtle yes. like if you're passing by it quickly you may not even see it but you know to the corner of your eye sometimes you see a little glimpse of that shine or, or, or what it might be so i kind of just go back to the old
1: houses when you look at certain houses the way i mean that was my mindset when yeah. i was dismantling a hundred year old house and i was dismantling uh demoing uh wainscoting yeah it was poplar yeah, yeah. It, it was not mdf right so then i always when i can push for poplar, poplar. to build yeah. uh, wainscoting but oh, for I, sure. I understand it most guys will just look at me going you're an idiot right and i'm like i get it but the thing is that's the way it was built and i still think that even when you paint it you'll get a hint of the grain
0: for sure you do. You'll get a different
1: feeling of that wood yeah. versus MDF. It kind of just, I mean, MDF gives you, if it's painted properly, it's prepped properly, it'll give you a nice, clean, perfect, it's yeah, all done, but I just, I'm a wood guy, so I want to see a little bit of earth yeah. there.
0: I, yeah, I guess just depending on the finishes that yet you want to see, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I like it. Like I said before, I, like, I'm a wood guy. I like to see tones and things. Like I like to see that as opposed to the painted look. comes down to preference, but hopefully we get to keep a little bit more natural.
1: Do you see the the dynamics between if you've got a husband and wife and you're speaking to them, presenting to them? Oh, yeah. Where do the guys go and where do the girls go?
0: Um, well, one goes to the finishes. Uh, like wife usually tends to go to the finishes, and husband is more of the practicality, right? So, like, when I start talking about, like, are you saying for A, B, and C levels of what's behind the walls, that's where, like, they try to listen, and, and they, that's where they want to kind of listen into. Um, and then with uh, generally the wife, it's all... This is the finishes. This is what I want. But you know what? I find that's mainly just because if I ask the wife or the husband who has Instagram and who has Pinterest, almost point. M- more times than not, it would be the wife. Yes. That's right. Whereas the husband's like, no, I have had Facebook and I haven't gone on in ten years, kind of thing. And so that's what I get. Right. So I mean, it just it's more natural for that. But when then we do go shopping or when they're doing things and it's in front of them, then uh, then you start to see them making a little bit of the decisions together because so.
1: well, the numbers start getting attached to the images now
0: yeah exactly for sure right and at the end of the day i think happy wife happy life is is what they oh 100 percent. So but i mean it's uh, it's know. funny
1: how expensive stone can add up like oh yeah you, and you start thinking yeah it's not that much it's just yeah. the accent wall it's yeah. just a backsplash and then you're choosing a 50 dollars square tile yeah and all of a sudden it's just a hundred square feet.
0: Well, and it's a prep work that goes into it too, right? depending on too, what you're right? doing. It's it's, they see a finish that they, they don't know a lot of the prep work that's in behind it. But uh, yeah, no, I think it starts off one way and then the other, but then as the project goes on then, but I try to make it a point of like, we're all still, I mean, obviously they're a team, but I try to make it that we're all a team and we need to touch bases on everything to get a full understanding of what's going on. And it just makes it a lot smoother. I want one coming in saying something than the other, but somebody else coming in saying another and, Right. Like that's just everybody should be on the same page
1: at the beginning. Cam, are you blunt with, okay, what's the budget here, guys? Let's like, what,
0: what's the realistic budget? What I wasn't dealing?
1: before. Okay. Maybe
0: that was just a little bit on me, a little bit nervous, a little bit, you know, still everybody new, in construction is always right?
1: cautious about speaking about numbers. Yeah. Money. Yeah
0: yeah uh now i i try right not to waste their time not to waste yes. my time like you know what i mean like a lot of work goes into giving prices a lot of work goes into it and when i ask price and i ask what uh, they think a realistic timeline is going to be like for a three-piece washroom. i've had somebody tell me oh it should be what about a week <laughs> on you know when you're watching it yeah sure it's you know 30 minutes so you think a, it's a so week demo right? and completion i a week. you'll come down to a week on me and i'm like fastest I've done a three-piece is 13 business days like I don't know any faster way to do it oh, that's you, right? that's
1: pretty fast 13 but business days. it
0: was yeah it's good but that was when I was doing a lot of the work so I didn't have those like leeway so with having a trade coming exactly. in there was you know I was coding in the morning and then tiling in the afternoon and, and whatnot so that's did how you was ask them to. where they got the week from No, like some people, they just come up with like, oh, no, I just thought, you know, based off what we see or what we're doing research on. Well, it's like when you ask somebody what they think the average price is and they go on Google and, you know, the average price. There there isn't. so when they Google a lot of the things, it varies, right? Like, okay, your square footage on your floor. Like, oh, well, average square foot to tile a floor. I've seen like three dollars, but it's gone all the way up to 22. Like. Okay.
1: Were there pears so, on that
0: tile, or what's going on here? No idea. Fruits. If you bring it up, basket. if you just do a quick Google search of like average square foot price Ontario, this, 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 and because like, I did it just to see where people were getting these numbers from i i, I don't know we I, should just start
1: a wikipedia page we and should s- start putting some realistic numbers we there, should right? we should do something for people somebody's putting there. some like ridiculous numbers out there yeah man. yeah i don't they know should. who's doing this i think
0: so but uh no now <laughs> now i've started to ask just so we're all on the same page like i said the more transparent i find you are right off the bat the more trust that you can build with everybody and then just the easier the whole process goes so I'm not out to gouge you. You tell me, you know, 100 grand, 150 grand, I'm going to tell you. And you see my pricing anyways, or you see I leave allowances. Like I let people really play with their own budget on things. So I'll leave you the average square footage price on the finishes. You spend more, it's more on the budget. You spend less, it's less on the budget. So that's how I give them the freedom of working within the budget as well. What's behind the walls, I won't compromise on right? There's obviously different ways of doing things to save a little bit here and there, but ultimately the house has to be built the proper way.
1: There's a double edge to that too, that I really want. And clients listen to the show, right? So they just, they're quiet, but they listen. And uh, I always tell them, listen, pick whatever you want to pick, but there is going to be a price difference regarding installation costs. Yes. So all of a sudden you choose uh, a subway tile, which is pretty generic for a backsplash or for a shower or whatever. Right
0: now, uh, last minute flag on the play. We want to go herringbone. Herringbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many times it happens. Too many times. Oh, we chose this tile. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, I only ordered 10% extra, yeah. and now you want to go
1: herringbone. So yeah. I need 30% extra. Yeah. And then you want, okay, herringbone, all right? Or stacked or yeah. one-third. The moment you change what, okay, so stacked or brick pattern, common pattern. Yeah. Fine. That's the price that I gave you you start introducing herringbone it's a different
0: ball game no definitely different it's right? like
1: what i don't know i'm gonna guess maybe three times as longer to install if not longer depending on how many cuts yeah. niches
0: or whatever for sure all it kinds is oh of yeah different. showers for sure backsplashes yeah. outlets like mitering. Anything, now right? they all want mitering on mitering, subway tile. everything mitering right the subway tile i know
1: which is really tricky sure it's soft material mm-hmm. but it's also very precious glazing on it it is and it chips like exactly. nothing exactly yeah. so like you and you have to explain and educate to the clients sure pick it but the install price is different now. yeah so yeah. be cautious of that
0: well that's where i also i ask them so i'll meet with a client and then as i'm pricing it i say okay, you know what now usually they'll show me a couple photos once i'm there just to, so i can get an idea of what they want and then what i'll do is as i'm pricing i'll always i'll tell them again at the end send me what you like Send me feature walls. Send me, uh, you know, tiles. Send me different things that you like so then I can gather that. And then when they do send me that stuff, that's when I can kind of bring it up to them as well. Because if you go and start explaining, i found anyways, explaining too much of something that they're not too familiar with, And that's it. It goes right over their heads, their eyes, like you're saying, glaze right over. They don't know what's going on. Uh, So I try to keep it get the just the, what they want, but also keep it simple at the same time. And then that's how we can kind of start and get a good starting point from there. And then we get into the pricing, we work within the budget, and then we can say, what's the need? What's the want as a, with the budget. And then we, we can create that triangle from there and, and, and figure it out. It's
1: funny how it's like, it, there's an ever changing finish line to every single job. And fine, clients will meet us, we'll talk, they get the best gut feeling, and, and it's you. Yeah. We want to choose you. We've looked at three or four other contractors, and we're going to go with you now, right? But there's it's an ever-changing. So it, almost as many times as you're willing to change, and you don't want to do it this way, or you want to add this, you want to do that, it just compounds, and it, it affects everything. And yeah. now you as a GC and you're project managing the job— you have to shift gears and work on it, and and then there's a cost associated with that. So sure. you can make as many changes as you want, client-wise, right? But there's understand that that change does. It's not like okay, we just change one thing, so that means it shouldn't really cost that yeah. much different. Yeah, but we all go through that
0: always on a on a daily basis, right? We go through it doing the projects, and uh, if it's minor. I don't like to go back for every little thing all the time. If it's minor and it's in the choose. day, I pick and choose. If, if I can even do it, if I don't have to have my trades guys or somebody else coming in to do it, fine, I'll do it. I'll take care of it for you um, because that's just the way I like to do it. I like to make them feel comfortable, and you want to give them what they want. But, yeah, if it's anything over and above, you know, like a quick fix or you know a quick change for something, you have to. But I think clients also need to understand that as well, right? Because if their day-to-day job changes and they would expect more it doesn't
1: apply right man. no i guess it to construction
0: it's just not the norms of business i don't you're think.
1: here you're custom you're building it from scratch and and for whatever reason maybe your skill set allowed you to get it done so quickly or maybe your skill set allowed you to it took forever to get it done yeah. i mean it's still custom and you're still working it it doesn't apply to their career if they're not in construction yeah. it's a different ball game so they don't they don't understand it
0: yeah i think so and because everything is so custom, it's, there's definitely more steps to doing things yeah. and making sure that the quality is also there. Because it's not just the quality of the finish, it's how you prep it to get to that quality and to get to that end. So,
1: It's a, it's a navigation. And I know that a lot of trades, they'll get into the business, work for somebody, yeah. try to learn the ropes, try to work for bad, good, yep. whatever, the best. And then they want to go on their own. And they think that going on their own is they're going to make pure cake. They're going to make all kinds of money, but they keep forgetting. Yeah, you're also taking all the responsibility. Everything. If something goes south, and you're the one that's left in the bag, right? Yeah. So it's like you got to be cautious. You got to be careful. It's just basically you just got to prepare yourself. That's all it is.
0: I think that's the best way. I mean, it's just preparing yourself. I before I started branching out on my own and, and doing my own stuff, I just I really had to make sure that. I was ready. I had to make sure I was ready on all fronts. I had to make sure I was ready to take care of. Now, you know, you go from being a sole proprietor now to incorporated and taking care of that whole other side, and that's just a beast of a business alone, right? Like construction background, you don't know. Are you doing that too? The accounting and yeah. bookkeeping. So I do the bookkeeping and everything, but the Holy accounting the accounting. F- that I gave I have, that up uh, fast, man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do it. It's so this is like the my first real full year. I wanted to get a grasp of it. Again, you know what? I think it's the same as when I want to learn from trades. I wanted to learn and kind of do this. And, Makes sense. you know, so I've had my brother great on the Excel sheets, stuff like that, built a bunch of stuff for me. QuickBooks helps uh, navigate everything. And then when it comes to like actually accounting and filing, then I have my accountant that uh, that helps me out with that. But this year, I think I've got enough of a grasp where that's going to be the first side where I can kind of, you guys take this. You know, I just, because that's a lot. At the end of the day, that's a lot. And numbers at the end of the day, and you've been on site all day, and it's like you miss one decimal, one comma, and that's it. The whole year's blown up, and you don't know what's going when on. When
1: was the last time you wrote a check?
0: Um, Every trade is e-transfer now, eh? You know what? I wrote a lot of checks. Really? I, I did a commercial unit. It was okay. about right. thirteen thousand square feet over uh, the holidays last year, and almost all the trades were checks. And I guess because really? it was bigger numbers too, That's right? Right, fifty thousand, yeah. forty thousand. Like, yeah, those like f- so, checks were came in handy there. If it's quick invoices, things like that, then some e transfers. Yeah, for sure. So it's a little bit of both right now.
1: Nice. We're almost coming to the end here, Cam. But I want to share a little bit of green book talk. Access to facilities our good old friend, honey wagon, honey land, honey, whatever it's called. Uh, (laughs) Toilet, urinal, and cleanup facilities. The constructor, the contractor must ensure that the facilities are provided or arranged for workers before work has started at a project. At the beginning of this podcast, when I started this, I heard way too many stories of guys doing number two in buckets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, shame on all GCs that are not allowing a toilet on site. And then you're letting guys, and I heard like, boxes whoever was installing stuff and they throw the box out mm-hmm. they go in and grab the box and number yeah. two into the box i'm heard, like no man it's
0: brutal i've heard stories just like in in new builds and subdivisions yeah. things like in basements yeah. in a corner not even in a bucket it's like just have a little bit more respect put for the gravel right over at some it, right? point yeah no, exactly I, I, I yeah
1: uh, faci- uh facilities must not be more than 180 millimeters uh, horizontally or nine millimeters vertically from project work area level at which the work is being performed huh yeah faculties i don't know is that what it said it's, it's, uh, 90, 180 meters. oh nine meters sorry 180 meters i made a mistake there oh, sorry, okay. sorry 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 A contractor must inform the workers of the location of the facilities. Yeah, of course, we know that, right? And it better not look like a bucket. Yeah. Uh, The facilities must be emptied, cleaned, and sanitized as frequent. Yeah, so typical of the game is one a week. I mean, depending on how many trades are on the site. Yeah, exactly. And how big the trades are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you need that second (laughs) call. When when I see the concrete guy show up, (laughs) you're going to need a second call. (laughs) I know if I'm bringing (laughs) pizzas for lunch or something for lunch, (laughs) I better give a second call. (laughs) And if it's winter. Oh,
1: man, nothing is... I'm still scarred by that man <laughs> frozen poop uh the contractor must keep a record of the servicing cleaning that yeah, totally that that's the honey way yeah right? so some of the nicest guys i've met are the guys that operate that oh for sure and i just kudos to them because they've got everybody share this on the show it's like the worst job they man. do it's the worst, but we need that. You you have to summertime, and it hasn't been cleaned, and you get that waft. Oh, and, and yeah. you're like, what the hell's going on here? I know. And, and you're trying to figure out. Okay, so who, who ate? Did what, it? Who yeah, did what? exactly. Who did it? Stuff, who went Yeah. <laughs> Cam, what what do we? Uh, what else you want to share, man, about the business? And I love where you're headed, dude. My like Appreciate much respect it. to you, and and Thank you, you got a level head, and you're learning a lot, which is great. Nine. And you're uh, you're not afraid to ask questions, dude.
0: No, I think that was key. I was at one point. Hey, listen, I was even a little afraid to message you at one time, and I just didn't even want to message and stuff Why? like that. Why? I'll reply well, to what, every
1: single person. You did,
0: and it was fantastic. Yeah. Right away, you gave me all your information, message at any time. Yeah. It was just like a little nerve-wracking doing that because you don't know what you're getting back. You don't know who it is. Okay, I can't expect everybody to be that way, and that's fine. You yeah, don't want to give true. your time. So uh, for that, it was good. Uh, take it day by day. That's it. I'm trying to take it day by day. When new experiences come on, I'm trying to teach myself more and and just keep moving forward to reach the goals. So, it's been a good year and I just got to keep that going. Uh
1: oh, we're past COVID bullshit now and yeah. Let's get I, back. I, I mean, to I think. hope so. So, are, are you nervous about next year and uh recession talk and all kinds of crap and Um see what happens.
0: That's to no You know, what if I keep putting my head down like I've been. I think if I could continue working during COVID and something that we've never seen before uh and, you know, through a recession I think it's just got to be prepared, right? Like, I mean, getting into the larger projects, things are kind of starting from now. So from now I can kind of gear myself forward. So if I know I'm going to have kind of a lull in something, then I'll fill it in. And I think that's all we can do, right? Just It's nice to see all the
1: commercial activity again because, I mean, for the two years, it was like next to nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. Which was really, really scary because that's the infrastructure. That's like, there's a big chunk of us that work in the commercial side of things. Oh, yeah. For sure. And for that to just disappear, literally like a switch. It was. And it's so nice to now, see even this building here, like there's so much work going on, offices being built and putting together and I love seeing the bin. Like, it's just like activity. I love seeing that. So it's preparation for next year, which is great.
0: It's good. I mean, it means that businesses are, are starting to look at the next year wanting people to come back in yes. and you know actually keeping them in the offices i think that's just really good for everything being cooped up in the house for so long working there and living there and entertaining there like it's just it's too much it, it is way too much. much too much people quickly learned that they had
1: to uh figure out their house better yes they quickly learned that not being in their house during the daytime they realized that their house is not actually a home it's not a, it's not a haven no right And that's what was missing. So now they figure that out. But I think that residential is going to slow down a bit. I think commercial is going to continue, which is great. I think so, yeah. So you've got both sides. You're tackling both. I tackle
0: both sides, yeah. I I I mainly do residential, but I do the commercial. Like I said, I just did uh, an office space for a restaurant franchise. They just moved a new office space, so I I took that on. Uh, I did a couple of salons, barbershops, things like that. Uh, some showrooms so nice. i mean i dabble in a little bit of it uh, but what seems to have been coming was a little bit more residential so sticking with that
1: but everybody that's setting up commercial has a home definitely and they want definitely. to renovate their home
0: <laughs> on the commercial side too i do mainly the finishes i don't actually put the structures up not yeah. as of yet like it'd be a good opportunity for sure but uh and when it comes down to finishes i think it's kind of it's really the same like once you get through the framing okay you steal over wood you and li- there's you like all the steel stuff steel um steel is quicker It's cleaner. Um,
1: it hurts. It is,
0: yeah, it hurts when you cut yourself, or it hurts working with it for sure. But uh, I could deal with a splinter. Yeah, yeah. No, like I've, I've actually I've hurt myself pretty bad. I almost uh, lost the use oh. of this thumb on a steel stud when I was just starting. So I have a permanent stitch, and I would stitch the thumb up and everything like this for six weeks, just walking around. Everyone thought I was just giving them props, but you know. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, what? it's uh, it's quicker to work with. It's it's cleaner. So for a commercial space, it's good, right? But um, on the residential side, I think working with wood is good, even just on a finishing standpoint like you know nailing into things and backer and everything
1: would you steal stud basement rental
0: um you know what i do a little bit of a hybrid when we do basements i'll do like a three and five eighths bottom track top track and then fill the middles with i've seen that. Studs, I like that right bulkheads i like it because it could be a little bit more straight and you get a long run on a bulkhead yes. then you know inch and five eighths, and run it all the way down and run your lines and yeah. whatnot so yeah. um it has its uses for sure in basements for yeah sure. if i'm just going to finish a basement then that's kind of usually what i'll do to be honest yeah nice man i think yep.
1: we're ready for the 12 questions of the construction. 12 questions you got these right i got them i got i'm, them. I'm giving them to people now because they they started asking me why aren't you sending me these questions? you did you did so yeah I, i'm sending them to people now but <laughs> anybody who's listening to the show they're familiar with it you figure me i would actually have them all memorized but i don't and i'm gonna leave it that way yeah what is your favorite construction
0: word my favorite word um I like the progression. I like process. I like going through things. I like it being planned out. That's a nice word. Yeah.
1: What is your least favorite construction? Well,
0: the opposite. I've all, all I've heard two years, delay, 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 pushed.
1: You know who loved it? Supply chains or supply manufacturers that um, had a lot of overstock of higher end material. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because it flew off the shelf. Mm-hmm. because people would just buy and spend the extra
0: money oh yeah for sure because you, you had It's all that was there it's either that's that all I was there or wait you know we well, are gonna tell you six weeks now but it's gonna be that would have been a, by the time been a it's good done. time for rolls gold uh. yeah it would have <laughs> been it would have been yeah 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 let's go back to the rolls gold let's bring it what turns you on in construction um everything really? lo- you know what i love what we do i love what we do it's great i love seeing different stages i love seeing the structural stages you first frame a house you walk in you get to see all that i love when clients get to see the drywall stage because that's really when they can kind of see what's going on what's happening love the finishes coming together i like what i do nice yeah uh what turned you off in construction um a rush being in a rush you know i call a guy oh you know sorry i was in a rush forgot to do this forgot to do that or if it wasn't done properly it's like i get we're all busy but when you're there be there be here Focus on what you're doing. I wish there was some app that somebody would design that would allow us to see
1: people and how they react to your text when you send them oh yeah if they just look at it and ignore yeah. it and keep on I, know, right? I would love to have that screen yeah, grab yeah, yeah. and then text that screen image to them
0: going that'd be the best hey listen dickhead i just saw <laughs> you ignore my message yeah man. that would be amazing <laughs> would like your camera just turns on the front screen for exactly. like a split second a little split yeah, second yeah, yeah. And Talk, you, yeah i know <laughs> talking about like privacy though and everything that's going on <laughs> that might be going to the next no, step no it's crossing a line yeah. man i didn't come up with that idea <laughs> what is your favorite curse word uh funculo Course, yes,
1: man. yes, it actually sounds a lot nicer in that language, right? right?
0: A little bit nicer, people don't know what it is. It almost is. sounds it's just pleasant, like, like yeah. I'm actually doing you yeah, a, yeah, just a little handshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and sometimes I definitely do, right? So, <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world, I love the Austin Martins, the Vantages, really nice, yeah, very nice, nice. car yeah. 12. Yeah. Fast, heavy. Very, very. But it's different, and you don't see many of them. No. Like, you know, being you Italian, don't. like, I love the Ferraris, whatever. The it's really cars, weird, yeah. That but you, you see a lot of them. Yeah. Like, you, when you see an Austin Martin and you really look back and you're like, they stand nice, out. That's a nice car. Yeah. True. Yeah, that's true. What's your nice least car. favorite vehicle? Probably like a cube or something. Oh, like those man, things. Yeah, yeah, the box. <laughs> I think it's like a Honda cube. I think or the, the guy home. was that's on
1: weed or something with that back window wrapped around the corner or something like that. I don't know. Can you imagine if you built something like that? Like a house?
0: People bought it. Like you see it on the roads, though, so I guess there's a market for everybody. What construction sound or noise do you love, Cam? Uh, I love a busy site. I love just standing there hearing the hammers going, hearing guys working, hearing the saws, just just, just hearing all, all the different tools. That means just everyone is progressing. Everyone's doing different things. Back to that progression thing. Everyone's just doing what they got to do. Yeah.
1: It kind of reminds me, do guys still on job site boast about the color of the tool that they're using, or do they just
0: do their job and that's it? Sometimes. I think, you know what, when there's good camaraderie, like working up north, we had a good friendly, camaraderie with friendly. everybody, right? Yeah, being friendly, we were like cooking out the fire and barbecuing and taking a break. And then after, you know, hanging out and things like that. So when different trades guys that don't normally get to see each other are on site and, and they can create like that little friendship when they're there, um, then I think that's when the razzing comes in. You know, a little bit of razzing, I think, is a little, it's healthy too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. being so serious all the time. You know, know right a little now. a little jab or a little something. Why are you using those tools or what, how are you doing How are you holding that, right? I think that's good because it keeps everything light as well I agree Uh, yeah so I I like to see that on the guys what construction sound or noise do you hate the hummings, the hummings of the palm sanders and the compressors on and just like all that the sanders, yeah. and everything. Yeah. I
1: don't care if it's a murka or whatever it yeah. is or a Festool, yeah. it still Fest, has the same yeah, humming it sound. It hums,
0: whatever it is, it hums. All yeah. the bees are hanging out outside it, looking at it going, ah, oh, exactly. where is it? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah exactly. Uh, just the constant uh, hummings. <laughs>
1: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? That's a challenging question.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm going to say the culinary realm hospitality i was a chef that's for i went to culinary school and i was a sous chef anyways at a restaurant for a few years
1: i've heard it's such a cutthroat
0: it is it was uh it was a difficult some mean people in there there is there's some great people can't say there's some great people you can have some great great times uh, but there's also some cutthroat people and it comes similar to construction it's a industry of pennies it's what are you doing with these pennies how are you doing with this like how are you going to try to make the most money um but it was also a lifestyle and I'm very family-oriented. I got everybody around me still. So at the time when I was there, I just couldn't do it. And I always knew I loved doing this. So that's when I came back into doing this. So, But I definitely want to get back into the industry. A little wine bar, a little something going on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll you got see. a particular set of knives that you like? I use the Wusthof knives, the German German knives. Yeah, yeah. So that was my set that I got. Nice. Once I graduated, I'm like, okay, time for a nice set. So
1: Yeah, Yeah. treat yourself, man. That's it. You have to. You have to.
0: What profession would you never like to do? Um, Probably something in like IT computer like i'm not great that's not me like i have enough problems with the printer at my house never mind trying to get into you know getting into to all that kind of stuff i hate so, the fact that i got a printer and it's got wi-fi enable and doesn't work and i don't fucking use yeah it. i mean I, I, I try to print something doesn't print i'll leave it alone for like a week and then all of a sudden i'm in the basement and i hear it turning on and it's printing what i needed I'm back to on amazon buying a different one yeah i'm like <laughs> what's going on here so yeah definitely <laughs> a it computer stuff not office not stuff yeah office office last
1: question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at those pearly gates um
0: welcome i'd like to hear welcome and well done mm. i think that would be good that's uh that's a good way to be in there
1: pleasure cam thank oh you so it was much, a pleasure man. thank you for having oh, me nice. thanks I'm for sitting down to, uh, with us and just talking no anytime, and, anytime. No, no, no it was great it's great I, and i tell everybody that's been on the show is that something you said has inspired somebody else man. i hope so that's Ed, just how it works they want to have my information yes. and, and let me know everybody reach out to him and the triple w custom development ca, and his email is cam at custom development group.com and on ig it's custom development group cam thanks so much man was a pleasure thank you for having thank me. you angelina for taking care of all of this stuff thank you thank i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here thanks so much cam i really appreciate it man <laughs> me too thank we're you we're gone